This is... Wow! What a week. What a week. Politrix. Politics. Welcome to Wow What A Week, hashtag Politrix. If a certain public protector told him she was reporting for work, he would have made it very clear that no, she isn't. And that's one of the things we like about him, that he can make things simple or simpler or simplest to understand. So please give a warm welcome back to Botsang Mudimuwame Muilwa. Brother man. Brother Fresh, the viewers, the followers, uh, good morning. I'm not in, a, in an excellent state. I, I, I was going to say, thank you for your commitment to the process. I know that you're feeling very covid <laughs> I hope it's not. <laughs> no, I will not get COVID, yeah, but uh, uh, I'm here. Yes, sir. Let's start with the embattled uh, public protector, Busisi uh, Kwebane. Yes. Um, the other day she said, I'm going to work because the period under which I was meant to be under suspension has lapsed. And uh, she said she's going to work. And she did. Yeah. She, she did physically go to work, uh, you know, like I did, and she was thrown out <laughs> by a deputy. But look, fresh, uh, on, on paper, sure. and officially, and procedurally. Mm. And I always say it's good when public office bearers mm. or public administrators, they do what the law prescribes because sure. then it sends the, the correct message to the public. Uh, we all know that politically she was not going to be allowed to enter that office because the president who suspended her has not invited her back uh, pending you know the, the the regulation and the decision of the of the committee mm. or in, in this instance of of parliament coincidentally sure. in the monday we are facing uh, uh, parliament is going to go on a vote mm. uh, uh, for or against the the, the 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 recommendations of the committee but i think it was it so, was so the committee says she must go Look, the committee did not say she must go. She just exercised her, you know, labor law right mm. to say you can be suspended, not indefinitely. Sure. There's time frames, and when some things happen, so those in her words and mind, those that time frame has come and gone, mm. and and also the process of you know checking her credibility or fitness to can hold office. The process has been completed. I, I, I'll bite that we are waiting for the National Assembly to can make a decision, mm. and then the president. So she was saying to the president, uh, uh, that, that process is done, according to your people, and the time frame as well, it cannot be indefinite. Mm. So in, in accordance with the regulations of the account, I'll be reporting for duty. Mm. And, and I, I think it was also a cheeky political statement uh, uh, to do that. But what did not become nice out of this whole process is when people questioned why advocate Mkwebani, the public protector, and we still pay her salaries, the mm, public protector, mm. used the, the letterhead of the public protector's office uh, uh, to communicate with the president. And I'm saying, in line with public administrative processes, that was correct, because mm. he was communicating with the president, not as advocate Muslim Khan, but as advocate Muslim Khan, the public protector. Sure, so it was sure. well within line with the law. But, you know, it got nasty. And it was it was unfortunate just that after we left the Women's Month, then we, there was a squabble of respect between the acting public protector and the public protector. Mm. And, you know, the mm. Kaleka and, and, and Kwebani. Mm. It, was, it was a little bit nasty. You know, I, I felt so bad to say these two academics, these two 
well-learned, respectable women mm. are now at each other's throats uh, due to political, you know, who, who's, which one is on whose side and all the infighting and, and cabals. Uh, uh, you know, when Advocate Mkwebani uh, said in, in Zulu, mm. On the bell with Ungena pillow, where does this one fit? Mm. Because Saleka stood up and said, But you are not coming to the office. Sure. I have not been given instruction mm. that mm. you must come to office. Now the question becomes, was she ever given an instruction that she must chase Mkwebani out of the oh, office? Yes, 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 so yes. so people must apply their minds on both sides. Has anybody ever said to the acting public protector, chase that woman out of the office or never allow her into the office? So that's where Ungena comes in to say. Where do you fit here? Where do you come in? And why do you have interest in me returning to my post? Because you did not suspend me. Mm. You didn't tell me to leave the office. And but I think it was, it was very that that office of the office of the public project it's continuously being tainted. Mm. And I said to somebody the other day, it is not about the incumbents. Sure. It's not. It is about what is happening in the country mm. that is putting a dark cloud in that office, and it's going to take a very very strong very, very powerful, a strong person who has a backbone and not to be, you know, to maneuver and to, to play into the hands of politicians. Otherwise, we, we are in, in serious trouble. Sure. So the African Transformation Movement, the ATM, um, have written to the Speaker of Parliament. Yes, yes. Uh, saying that there should be a secret ballot in terms of voting for the fate in terms of the fate of the public protector. Indeed. Because they're saying that if you stick to mm -hmm. um, a, 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 a non-secret ballot, um, some parties vote, might yeah. have a position that expects the party members of parliament to toe that line. And people are not going to vote with their consciences, but are going to rather vote according to, if you the don't vote, you're in trouble. Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on do, that? Do, 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 does it ever work, the second ballot? Look, the, if the ATM and other parties are genuine about this, mm. uh, uh, you know what, it, what it, I beg to question the actual conscience of MPs. Mm. Do they know who they represent? Yes, there are deployees of political parties. Mm. Yes, obviously, if I'm a deployee of a certain political party in parliament, I will go there to push the policies of the political party that I belong to. Mm. But we are not here at policy discussions or what. Sure. We are here at the national work, because this is now its work. Mm. The, the MPs on Monday, they will have to sit down and decide whether the public protector is fit to hold office or not. This has nothing to do with the policy of ATM or ANSO. It's a mm. national question. Mm. And if they had conscience, if they had ethics and integrity, why would one also want them to vote uh, 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 secretly, because if you are doing your job genuinely, you, are, you think you are doing the right thing. Mm. You understand? You should be able to. You know, I've seen some member of parliament, Dr. Kosana Zamini, who made the last vote, defying the ANC position because she was thinking, I am doing this for the country as a member of parliament. Mm. The majority will not do that. I think it's a fruitless exercise, but politically, what is going, if, if they are granted, if the Speaker of, 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 of the National Assembly grants them that option, what it will do politically, it will also demonstrate, and I wish they get it, mm. even if I know that the ANC with the IFP and the majority and, and the DA, they will want, you know, uh, Advocate Mkwebane out, but I wish the Speaker of, Parliament of the National Assembly grants it because it will demonstrate that how people inside those parties that are for the, the dismissal, 
Mm. How, how, how many of the MPs do not agree with the process? It will, it will tell us that, but you say, okay, they are, they are fearing for their position, mm. and, and, uh, but they are still having conscience. Given a chance, given an opportunity, mm. they will apply their conscience. But I don't, I don't think they will succeed. I think the ANC and its allies, they will uh, 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 impeach Advocate Mukwebane come Monday, unless something between you know today and Monday happens, and Advocate Mukwebane and the legal people come with something else. Mm. But remember, there's a challenge in the, in the, in the Labour Court uh, sure. uh, regarding this matter. We'll see. You know, let's wait for next week and see how it goes. Mm. And unfortunately, you know, coincidentally, next week, it will be exactly four weeks to a 10 office to end. Mm. Mm. It will even be less than four weeks with about two days. It will be about 28 days for a 10 office to end when they will be sitting to decide that. And, and let me tell our followers something. Mm. I went to check uh, the public protector's reports. During a seven-year term, there were 5,000 cases that that office handled. Mm. 5,000. Only seven of the 5,000 cases she lost. Mm. Now, if we're going to apply our minds and we do the maths, only seven out of 5,000, yes, seven high-profile ones mm. because they involved uh, business people and politicians. But if you're going to check a person's performance, that he delivered reports that were signed off over 5,000. Mm. And, and for me, that's an achievement. If we look at it that way, if we remove the face and the person, that office, and I've said it before, the Office of the Public Protector in South Africa has always been doing its job. It is just not getting enough media attention for the people to know the good work they are doing. Mm. And, and, mm. and even judges or lawyers, and were, none of us who have been in court has won all the cases. I mean, it's, it's impossible. Mm. There'll mm. be instances where your issues will be taken on review, but their argument is that the reviews that she's been taken on, they are very naughty and silly and reckless. In, in fact, I was gonna say, isn't the problem not necessarily the fact that, you know, some of the cases she lost, but the fact that she um, allegedly lied under oath for instance, yeah, yeah. Uh, gave a false testimony. False testimonies, um, yes, yes. Um, and, and so on and so forth. Isn't that the problem, though? And is it not problematic that you'd be found wanting at that level, regardless of 5,000 that you've done a good job? One, one, one lie in the legal process, one lie, and, and people who are legal eagles will tell you that if you stand in front of a judge and mm. you lie once, everything else that you have Doesn't said matter. before will be, even if they listen to you, yeah. will be listened with caution. But but ha have we tested that? Those are some. Have we tested? Have we proved mm. that there was a lie? There was misleading information. If that was tested, mm. if that was proved, then it's a totally different ballgame. But sure. I still believe, personally, I believe this whole thing was clouded not even by the Parapala investigation. From long ago, from her appointment, she was seen as belonging to an, one faction of the ruling party. Mm. She mm. was not welcomed by, by the uh, 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 official opposition of the country. So sure. that's a challenge. And, and the faction of the ruling party that she belongs to unfortunately lost mm. you know the, the elective conference and and this is why i said the last time this chapter 9 institutions and mm. dgs and 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 soes you know uh, uh, ceos 
if the ruling party or anybody can, government can remove these people mm. from political appointments to professionals, we will not be sitting with such situations. Absolutely. We will not be sitting mm. with such situations. Mm. We, should, we should professionalize uh, a heads of, uh, you know, uh, chapter nine institutions. And it should not be politicians. I've said it uh, the other weekend. Mm. It should not be politicians who decide who, who must be appointed. Because then it defeats the whole purpose that they are supposed to be the watchdogs of, of public monies and public processes. Yes. Now, I appoint you to be a watchdog that watches me mm. on how I conduct and I perform myself. If I've given you a job, how are you going to watch me fair and squarely? And I still reserve the rights and the powers to get dismiss you. Absolutely. Understand? So mm. it, is, it, is, it is an unfair situation. It's mm. an unfair process for us as a nation, not for the public protector. Because yeah, we, we lose. We are the losers in this yeah. whole process. We don't mm. only lose millions that they've spent on this case. Mm. We lose on the delays, the cases that should have been attended, and the face value. You know, people now will not have trust and confidence in the office of the public protector. Despite the fact that 5,000 cases uh, absolutely. were successful. Absolutely. Mm. There's, a, there's a saying. What do they say? You can do all the good in the world. You could even find the cure for cancer. The day you sleep with a goat, You'll forever be known as the guy that slipped with the goat. Well, I've, I've heard so. So stay yeah, away one, from goats. One mistake. Oh, I don't know why did they choose the goat. <laughs> anyway, speaking of um, politics and political appointments, I don't know if this was decided in a WhatsApp group or what happened. The other day, uh, President Ramaphosa, after the, uh, the burning down of a building in Marshalltown, yes, uh, Johannesburg, yes, yes. Um, spoke about how apartheid has uh, robbed the country and municipalities of um, 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 CFOs, of town planners. Town planners I think three of his ministers have also blamed apartheid for uh, what one w w could argue their shortcomings. Uh, the fact that our rail infrastructure is in the state that it's in uh, because of apartheid, not because we decided during COVID that we're going to now cancel the contract of guys who are meant to be looking after the rail infrastructure. Because and it got worse during that time. E exactly. So what are your thoughts? Do you think that maybe this is a position just before election time? Uh, fresh. Was I, it decided I, in a WhatsApp group? Uh, maybe, you know, you know the old Chappie's paper? Yeah, did you know? Did you know that? Yes. I think that's an old, outdated excuse of political parties. It's, it's almost 30 years. Mm. And, and I would even argue that it's beyond 30 years because a negotiated political settlement commenced in the late 80s, early 90s. Mm. You understand? So mm. it's over 30 years on paper and official. I will not downplay the fact that apartheid caused atrocities and bad things mm, on black mm. people in South Africa, that will take many years, you understand? And, 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 and even just in terms of the, the system. We also did not yeah. completely uproot Absolutely. the evil system of apartheid. We, the education continued. Sure. The majority of acts of parliament and laws that are used in South African courts mm. are from the apartheid era. We, uh, so I will not undermine the damages mm. of apartheid mm. to blame, even the thinking, yeah. I will not. However, some things are very practical, mm. you understand? I, and I always use the matchbox, how matchbox houses mm. as an example. Mm. My parents live in a three-room house, not three-bedroom, three-room house that was built by apartheid in the 60s. And, I said, mm. and 
Today, we extended it. We changed the way we modified it. It's still standing. Mm. If I come as the black government post-apartheid and I build low-cost housing to provide, and I build housing that is worse than what the apartheid government, I cannot blame the apartheid government. Mm. And I go and I build these new houses in what we call locations, mm. townships, mm. places that were declared not habitual to live in. You still blame apartheid. But what the president... And, the, and you know, I, I went to inform myself after I said that. By the way, the first minister I heard who said that mm. is my former ambassador, uh, uh, Lindy Wezulu. Yeah. And, and she, I've worked with her. Mm. I know her capabilities. And I was sitting there, I'm like, I was, it's Daphne. When I tease her, I call her, it's Daphne. Mm. So I was, you, you can't be saying apartheid this, apartheid that at this age. Then the president comes. Mm. Then another MEC comes and says the same thing. Yes, apartheid did bad, but we, that building, that particular building, do you know what was in that building? Yeah, it was, the, it was a Dompass building. Yes. Yeah. So there's a government building that we inherited. Mm. When we inherited it, was it in the same state as it is? No, it was not. No. Whether uh, 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 we inherited it good or bad is not even the fact. The fact that it's a government building that we had a responsibility as government to maintain, to manage it, and to take care of it. And we have dismally failed. Mm. That's just one example. There's many apparently in town, over 200 of them. We have dismally failed. And we have failed not only from national government, from provincial government as well as the municipality. The, the, the politicians in the city of Jobek, they are playing Mickey Mouse games. They are playing who should be in power instead of them taking over. But that shows lawlessness as well. People come and hijack. You know when politicians and law enforcers say hijack buildings? So what do you know that these buildings are hijacked? Mm. The second part is what have you done? Mm. Since you knew that they were hijacked, are we saying building hijackers are so powerful that the state, with its all uh, law enforcement from from uh, Mazamaza, what do you call them? The green, the green overall guys, mm. the Mapanyaza, mm. and, and 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 the metros and the provincial police. We have Houghton provincial mm. police. You know, mm. we 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 have. We have seen what they call the red ants in in, in Gaute, chasing people for occupying uh, 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 the so-called RDP houses illegally and throwing people out. Mm. Why are we not using these resources, the police, to to control people? Yes, there's laws, but if you allow lawlessness mm. for a certain period, you can't now want to come and apply the law. That's why courts will throw you out. That's why courts will will rule in favor mm. of law, uh, lawbreakers. Sure, you know, because you. Are Allow them. So when you allow people to break laws, you, you are you are actually giving them an opportunity to say, no, it's okay, you can until until a wrong thing happens. Mm. You know, it has happened with Zamazamas, it's happening with illegal occupation. It has, we have seen people and youth and young people smoking drugs. It's, it has become normal that that people are, are sitting in the corners of the streets of Johannesburg and they're smoking drugs. You know, yeah. I left the Labour Court the other day this week on Tuesday, and I saw three young People, very young, are teenagers, on the corner of the street, smoking and injecting each other. And it was normal that people were passing them. Well, I was one of the people who drove through because I was scared. What if they stick that needle to me? Mm. But where is law enforcement in this country? Mm. If, if, if we want to have a lawless country, we should continue to conduct ourselves with what, the way we are conducting ourselves now. This thing that has happened in Johannesburg should have not happened if the city of Jobek, from the onset, because these buildings were not hijacked even five or ten mm, years back, mm. 
It started in Hillbro many sure. years ago. This decay has been yes, it's 20-year-old decay. Absolutely, yeah. and 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 we have lost control of mm. the state. Mm. And we have lost control of governing the country, and 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 that's why people don't have confidence in government. Mm. That's why people will go and pay and bribe somebody who hijacks a building than to pay a municipality. Sure. And they charge them more. These people mm. are complaining. So we are even paying more to, to the rent collectors. Imagine a person refusing to pay a municipality, but is prepared to pay fresh the criminal who's collecting rent. Mm. And it shows the, you know, the moral decay and collapse of the society. But I don't think the president and the minister, sorry for them this week, mm. we've been nice to them. They dismally failed to can respond to a, a, you know, a, a, an unfortunate situation. To blame apartheid is not going to help the situation. What have they done mm. since they took over power? Fortunately, it is the ANC that has been in power all along, mm. except in the Jobek municipality there's been changes, but they've been there, they've been in majority, and they, they cannot be pointing fingers. If, if you do me wrong, mm. and I turn up and I take you out of my house, after 10 years, I should be able to say to my kids, when I took over, Fresh had destroyed mm. our house. This is what I have done so far. But they don't have that. Mm. You, you can't be blaming apartheid that it didn't create and breed architects and town players that are black. When, when it takes, when but, it takes but, but, but four they? to six years. But are they? Oh, and they are there. They're there. They are there. I know a lot of people who are graduates in the field of town planning. Every year there's a cohort of town planners graduating. Absolutely. So they are not using the right resources. Mm. They are not giving our people who are graduates an opportunity. To, and they don't also listen. You know, like I always tell people, I've been in the public service for over 25 years. Mm. They do not listen to experts. What the politicians say runs. In fact, a um, friend of mine has been a town planner since 96, 97, yeah. uh, worked at the city of Josie, and eventually left because I'm the expert here, but the comrade wants to be the one with the last Would word, take, yeah. with the final word. And she eventually left. Now she is a city planner overseas, earning dollars. And appreciated. But it's a brilliant mind that should be working here. And Brilliant that's a challenge mind. with the public service. And that has 25 years' experience in planning. Exactly. 25 years. Uh, black, brilliant black woman had and, to and, leave. And, and my problem becomes when black women, mm. in your case, it's even a woman, it's, she's probably one of the people that said, we are going to penetrate the mm. market, mm. you know, the job market that is normally for men. Yeah. And I'll be an architect or a town planner. And, and women are silent about those things. They're very quiet. We'll actually celebrate and put that lady mm. on a newspaper to say, a South African lady is a town planner overseas. Mm. Instead of being worried, we should be worried why our experts sure. are living the country mm. and sharing their expertise and knowledge outside the country. While, while we are trying to say this expert, expertise are needed in the country, Absolutely. why are they living if they are needed? Why are we not using them? Who is making decisions? You know, and, and I I've, I've, I've learned this week as well that when I was in Bramfontein mm. on Tuesday, there was an explosion just yeah. after I left. Yeah. I, I think people must not start suspecting that wherever I go, I'm the one who leaves these explosions <laughs> behind me. But yeah, anyway. Let's talk about the Lady R. The Lady R is a cargo ship um, that came to our shores, um, was seen in Simonstown. Uh, loading or offloading, we don't know. Stuff. Uh, stuff. 
and um, President Ramaphosa appointed a retired judge uh, to look into what is going on with the Lady R. And uh, this was also after um, Ambassador Brigitte yes. uh, of the US said he can bet his life on the intel that says South Africa was arming Russia. For the war in Ukraine. For the war in uh, Ukraine. The report is out that says, actually, this was an order that we placed, what was it, 2018? 2018. 2018. That was finally being delivered. Delivered, yes. Although uh, the DA are saying, we know the orders that were placed. There was not an order in 2018, but there were other orders that we can account for. Who's fooling who here? What's going on? It's arms deal. Somebody's lying to the nation and to the world. Let's start with Ambassador Brigitte. Mm. You know, you know, fresh people who also study law, they will tell you that the one who makes accusations yeah, must, must prove it. Must prove it. Yeah. And he hasn't so far. Mm. He just said he can he's put his head on the block. This is the time where he should come in and say, here's the evidence. Obviously, we'll have the deal, but he hasn't done that. The, the, the Presidential uh, Investigative Committee or Commission report has come out. Number one, it's, 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 why, it's understandable legally mm. why the president does not want to release that because of the nature of the arms deal, where do you buy arms from, and the nature of arms and things like that. Mm. It's, mm. it's a question of national security. Sure. That, that's what politicians will do. And that is understandable. But if but, there's an order, if, can't you release the evidence of the order but just redact who was the supplier and what was ordered? You could do that. I, I think the president should have taken the country and the international committee into confidence that, no, no, we had this order. Or even say, can those that we ordered from subs, uh, uh, what we corroborate, corroborate, corroborate yes. what, what, what we are saying? So there was an order. It was a part of that order apparently came in 2019. Mm. Uh, and then it was delayed due to COVID-19 that mm. affected the mm. whole world. And, and just give the nation those logistics. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Don't give the content of the report. Yeah. And, and uh, these are the logistics. This is what was outstanding. But the report says when Cargo came, was delivering what was the leftovers or the remaining uh, 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 arms. When it left, where the problem is, it said it was empty crates. Mm. It was empty crates that they did not want to leave there. It was already at night. They didn't want to leave there so that a normal person with a naked eye would see empty crates that carries arms lying around Simon's town. Mm. That's, that's the nucleus of the report. So they were loading empty crates. There was nothing there. That's their findings. But there are people now asking, but why would the ship switch off its homing it's, yes, beacon? Uh, uh, what do you call it? Well, yeah, yeah, like the it's, radar it, of it's tracker. Tracker, the tracker, yes, yes. Like, why would it switch off its tracking device if this was above board? Well, look, uh, let's let's wait for military experts. Uh, uh, also, I, I find it very odd that a naval ship hmm. will 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 switch off its track because that's very dangerous hmm. uh, for the crew as well as for the country on our shores, you know. And, sure. and th that part where it was off, it actually put doubts mm. to the report. You know, it, it makes the report to be questionable. Sure. Uh, uh, I mean, we know when people steal cars, when people want to do illicit things, mm. you, you will switch your car tracker off if you know where it is. Once the tracker of your car is off, even the tracking company will get worried for that period. It's mm. the same as, as either the black box or, or the tracker of a, f of a flight. Mm. If it's off for a few seconds, you know, it's a problem. And it's a problem. It's yeah. a problem. And in this instance, I don't think that committee has done justice because they should have 
dug more deeper mm. into why did the tracking device of that naval ship mm. at some stage, and not it's not even a few seconds. It's sure. it's just quite a long time the way it's been mentioned. Mm. And I think for me that's the only questionable thing. But uh, let's let's wait for the for the Americans and the DA to see. The DA says they are going to go to court yeah. to force the president to release the report openly. But uh, just with regard to, to the American, I think South Africa should say now it's an opportunity for the American president to come and bring counter evidence. Mm. If not so, they should ask him to pack and leave. In fact, that was my next question, though. Should Ambassador Brigetti be asked to leave? Well, he, because he, he costs the rand and our economy quite a lot. Even relations. And relations. Even relations. You and know, and no, perceptions. And perceptions, yeah. Mm. So, so we are a country that is trading and dealing mm. with arms illegally when there's an embargo and things like that. I think the honorable thing that the U.S. should do is to recall their president if they don't recall, I mean the ambassador, the ambassador yes. if they don't recall their ambassador. South Africa should take a, a very strong political position mm. to say we are going to ask our friend United States to please recall the ambassador for what happens. Uh, Unless they come with a different story, which it may ruin relations, it may worsen the situation. Uh, uh, but I think that they're, they're, they're treating it very carefully, both countries, because mm. it's the U.S. and South Africa here, if you look at it. it other countries are quiet and silent about it. Some has issued statements and condemned South Africa and all that, but it's us and the U.S. And I think the two countries should come with very clear political position uh, to, did that happen or not? If it happened, I know mm. they will get up in the backyard. I know it will not come in the fore. Mm. It doesn't work like that in the diplomatic front. These people will engage. When the president, remember I've said before, the fact that there was a presidential team mm. that went to the U.S. to engage about this matter to before, before mm. yeah, to try and clean up before it was in the public forum, it says to me where the smoke, there's mm. fire. Mm. There, there is something, but I think for the for our sanity, for the sake of the economic trade between the two countries, this thing must be handled diplomatically and politically behind the scenes. And if both countries can come with a common statement sure. to put this matter behind us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's cross the border to Zimbabwe. Uh, they went to the polls the other day. Uh, Emerson Nangagwa uh, won. And, you know, the day after it was declared that he had won, uh, President Ramaphosa congratulated him. Yes, yes. Um, a lot of, there was a lot of backlash. Um, the government of South Africa also tweeted um, congratulations. There was a bit of backlash about that. And then there was the inauguration. Yes. Uh, and swearing in for um, the second term uh, for um, President E.D., and again, uh, there was backlash about why would uh, President Ramaphosa, Ramaphosa. go there mm. um, after Sadek had said these elections were anything but free and fair or proper. proper. Yeah. And when you look at that uh, inauguration, I think there are only four African leaders there. Yeah. Uh, the other leaders might have sent someone else. 50. Um, they might have sent someone else, yeah. but majority of African leaders didn't show up. Uh, what, what does that even mean? Oh, no, oh, that's they, a very they, clear message. Were they, were they busy? <laughs> busy with what? Is fuel, is fuel expensive? Oh, uh, in African leaders, nothing's ever expensive. When they get an opportunity <laughs> to travel, these African leaders always travel. But look, I think the message is very clear. Mm. Before actually the inauguration, something very crucial happened. Yeah. 
the opposition, uh, Nelson Chamisa, mm. he decided he's not going to go to court. That was the very first step on the slap of this thing. Because it's a waste of time. Yeah, he said it's a waste of time. The judiciary in Zimbabwe is captured. So I'm not going to waste my time to go and contest this thing. You, you see, that for me was telling that uh, this guy wants peace in Zimbabwe. He's also going along the lines of the regional you know, body, SADC, and, and therefore they're going to let Munangawa to continue with this uh, inauguration, you know, uh, uh, as, as they've planned that walk over. But the fact that the regional body, the SADC Observer Mission, did not rubber stamp and give green light to those elections mm. should be telling. That's the first. The second part, the boycott of the inauguration of President Munangawa in Zimbabwe by almost 50 African heads of state. It's a very clear message to say we are not going to associate ourselves with wrong things mm. that, that uh, are happening in front, in front of our eyes. Mm. Understand? Mm. And I think that's a very clear message. It should be telling and it Is should it be clear embarrassing. Look, it's, Is it it's loud one step. enough? It's, it's, it's look fresh. An inauguration of, the, of of your fellow president, and you don't show up. Mm. You 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 don't even send your deputy. Some of them they send ministers. Some send their ambassadors mm. who are based in Harare, you know, to represent them. For, diplomatically, that's a very bold statement. Mm. I can tell you that. But you know what? Thumbs up to countries like Botswana that they stood up against a giant named Zimbabwe over 10 years back mm. to say, but what is happening? If you recall, Kaba was in serious trouble I, I, with President Mugabe. I think Kaba is the, probably one of two yes. um, African leaders in the last 15 years exactly. that have stood up and said, what you're doing is wrong. What you're doing is wrong. And they were not saying to Mugabe. They were mm. saying to ZANU-PF and Zimbabwe, the country, what you are doing is wrong. And that's mm. why I'm saying thumbs up to them. Mm. At that time, some of us who are uh, lovers of President, the late President Mugabe, would have said, Kama, you are a tiny little country, stand, stand mm. aside a little bit. South Africa with President Mbeki, they were playing some, you know, what they called uh, silent diplomacy. It did not help us. What is happening in Zimbabwe now mm. is the end results of how the SADC member states conducted themselves 15, 20 years back. Mm. It's catching up with us. The chickens are home to roost. Yeah, the chickens yeah. are home to roost. Uh, how is... President Munangawa, who's under very serious sanctions mm. from the West, going to cope, collaborate, and work with African states that are boycotting him. And this is, for me, this is where people should look Do at. you think he cares? Well, he should care if you are, he should be caring as a head of state. I would be worried if I'm in a political position mm. with all coups happening in, in West Africa, and then I don't have the support, one, of the people in my country, mm. two, of my neighbors, with the exception of South Africa. Sure. You know, I, I will worry. I will mm. worry. You, you are under international sanctions and embargo. But then you are also creating an environment and an atmosphere that your immediate neighbors are also not on your side, who have been on your side as a, a, a lady in Zimbabwe for many years. Mm. Understand? Now, now you have lost your last hope because Sadak has been Zimbabwe's last, you know, hope and hanging on a thread with the regional body. But they've lost that and they've lost support of the continent. Mm. They're still under a, a trade and economic sanctions from the West, and and maybe they're still having some relationship with the East, uh, you know, Russia, China, and so on. But it's because those ones have an economic uh, a plan mm. of what they want to benefit out of Zimbabwe. If, if those economic plans of those two BRICS member states from Asia will benefit and revamp the economy in Zimbabwe for the benefit of the Zimbabweans, then, then it's okay for us. We will be happy to see that. But I, I doubt if the administration of Munangawa is going to do any better. Mm. I, I, I doubt. I think uh, Zimbabweans have become like South 
South Africans now. We have known them to be Chiborenga people, fighters, and all, but I think they've given up on this whole thing to say, mm. let it be what they, actually their biggest worry now is to live outside, outside Zimbabwe. They want to be anywhere else in the world besides, besides in, in the Republic of Zimbabwe. And that's why we even had a high court of appeal case this past week in mm. South Africa for a Zimbabwean family. You can see how desperate. Uh, uh, the Zimbabweans are. I mean, uh, I was thinking, uh, when I was coming to the studio this morning, that, that case, I was asking myself one question. Who's actually funding their legal fees? Mm -hmm. And and that worried me. Uh, if, if people don't know what we are talking about, is the case where a Zimbabwean family uh, went to take the government of South Africa, the Department of Home Affairs, to, to, to the High Court of the Land, uh, uh, that there are three sons who were born in South Africa uh, must be South African citizens. And, and you know, I, I spent the whole week uh, uh, explaining that to people, how does it work? Mm. And a lot of people thought, where you are born, you have right to citizenship. The answer is no, you don't. It's not automatic. It's not automatic. Mm. But also other people thought, when you have a birth certificate mm. of a country where you are born, you're a citizen of that country, no, you are not. Mm. There's a difference between a birth register and a birth. To say you were born, a birth has been registered from this parent and this parent, mm. and this is their nationalities, and, and a male or a female child was born of these parents, and here are the names. That's all it does. It doesn't give you citizenship. And, sure. and for me, the, the high court judgment didn't come as a surprise because the immigration laws are very clear on what is a citizenship of a country. That's why mm. in South Africa, uh, I don't know with the, with the new cards, but in the old Green ID book, you will see one, it used to be written citizen of South Africa. The other one will say resident. Mm. So they, uh, they, those are small things that people never paid attention to. Sure. To say you, you are a resident of South Africa, you've got the South African ID, but you're not a citizen. You're not a citizen, yeah. That's why there are people who have lived here so for other years. You're not entitled to a passport, mm. and you're also not entitled to vote. Sure. So now there's a whole overhaul of the Immigration Act in South Africa. It's going to change quite a number of things. Mm. It's in the public space. Mm. It will be good if our people can familiarize themselves because it's going to impact our, our, our personal lives, our children, our mm. lives. One of the things that is changing there is re removing uh, uh, men and women. Mm. On, on the marriage register. Mm. So they're they removing that now. And people are not aware. In the past, in the marriage register will say, you are, I am here by marrying Mr. So-and-so, a male mm. adult, and Miss So-and-so, a female. That's going away now, according to the new proposal, mm. in order to do what? To accommodate the constitutional right of same-sex marriages. Sure. Yeah, and so those are some of the things that people should understand. And it's not automatic what we are thinking. You know, mm. I've got a son who was born in Brazil, to a Brazilian mother, and I was there, but I was there at, you know, visiting and whatnot. The child does not become South African. If mm. I want a child to be a South African citizen, I must register that child. Mm. But South Africa must also check, do we allow dual citizenship Absolutely. between South Africa and Brazil? So mm. those are some of the things we must be dealing with to mm. say that South Africa has a dual citizenship relationship with the country, of, in this case, with Zimbabwe, mm. and we don't. And right. that's the unfortunate part. Let's wrap it up in uh, KZN. Mm -hmm. uh, political killing since the 80s, and uh, they still persist. 
Uh, what are your thoughts on KZN? Fresh, I, I, you know, it's a sad state. I wish I could speak Zulu clean and clear to say to my brothers and family there, mm. we know they are warriors. We know they chase each other. Actually, you know this uh, uh, war in mm. the Zululand? It goes back to the Shaka days, mm -hmm. where brothers and sisters were fighting. Mziligas versus Shaka, this versus Senzeka Kona, chasing each other even to foreign Matebele land, to Mozambique and Botswana land. I, I, I think this is beyond being called a political killing. Mm. Because the murder rate and the assassination and the killing in the uh, province of KZN has always been on a, and it's rising. Mm. And, and if you look at the report that was released by the Minister of Police, it, it, it evolves around the three political parties, the mm. ANC, the IFP, and at this moment, the NFP. Mm. There's been one or two casualties from the EFF and one from another political party, but this is too much. And, and the, the, excuse me, the sad part about the KZN political killings is that it has now been extended to public office bearers, mm. not political office bearers. So if somebody is like a manager or an administrator mm. in the municipality and is being seen as an ally mm. of a certain political party or a certain political office bearer in the sense of an MMC or a mayor, they also get killed. Mm. So even if I'm looking for a job now and there's a job of a municipal manager in any municipality case, I will be afraid to take that because I'll be seen as an ally mm. to whoever the mayor is. I, I think we, we have failed as a nation to can handle the situation in KZ and uh, we didn't leap it mm. uh, when it was still early. But I also have a concern that green, 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 good work, there's been a task team, a police special force that mm. has been established to deal with this political killing. It's okay to have it, it's good to have it because it really needs special attention. Sure. It's the same as the trucks in the Western Cape, you mm. know mm. uh, It's the same as Zamazamas in Gauteng. Those are serious problems. Mm. But my only concern is, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a, a, a police force or law enforcement expert, but my only concern is this thing is being carried and, and the person who's running away uh, with it, actually running for is the minister of police, mm. not the commissioner of police. That, that is very, very uh, highly irregular mm. that the minister of police is running with a special force created to, to, to resolve political violence. Why not the commissioner of police, mm. whether it's a national commissioner of police or the provincial one? But it is irregular. I can, I can tell you by the book, on the book, it's irregular that a political office bearer is dealing with this administrative and, and command mm. issue. He's mm. a political bearer. Is not a commander. Sure. And that's why I say, I, I think uh, uh, Minister Bekitele, either his principals or himself, have failed to differentiate from the time he was a police commissioner. Mm. What, what he's doing now is doing the work of a police commissioner, which I've always said he did it very well, exceptionally well. It suited him. But he's a political office bearer. He should step aside mm. and let Masemula and other lieutenants of the police force, they, they, you know, they call them the top brass of the police, yes, to sir. lead this whole thing mm. with the people on the ground. Mm. Uh, I, I, don't, I really want to ask me what's going to happen there. I don't know, because yo, these people are killing each other. Because you're saying it could have been nipped in the bud years ago. But nipped in the bud how? Uh, fresh. And political, ha it, political tolerance mm. is very important. What sure. is happening is political tolerance. Mm. And say, when people change political parties and move in between or form, the, 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 the NFP mm. uh, uh, or NPF, the, the, it's a new political party that broke away from there. So, so you could see that this killing, because you are leaving my political party, I'll deal with you. You understand? 
political tolerance when political parties educating their members. But but also this imbizos that we always have political imbizos to try and bring back the moral fiber of the society to say to the people we are brothers, we are mm. sisters, we are neighbors. Yeah, occupying a political position mm. does not mean you become a, a, an enemy of your neighbor. That's just one element I'm proposing. The second element is I think uh, measures like this special force should have been implemented long ago. Mm. And, and also, the prosecution of those who are being called incubis or, or assassins and all that, uh, the prosecution levels are very low. Understand? The, the, the them being captured and successfully prosecuted are very low. So we should beef up those elements. And, and if it goes to a push, I'm one of the people who have been saying, if it goes to a push, if there's a war in this country, we have an army. It doesn't have to be a war from outside mm. as being attacked. We have an army that are sitting in barracks, well armed, well equipped. We just learned that we just bought arms from United Arab Emirates. Let the army be deployed to those areas of KZN and to save the lives of the citizens of this country. Mm. And we are not doing that. Mm. We are not doing that. I mean, I don't, I don't want MMCs or MECs to be walking around with bodyguards with rifles. It, it, we want to afford that. Mm. Yeah, we want a strength budget and strain resources. But we have a situation. Mm. And and we have to come with measures. I've tabled three things here that says this should be done, this should be done, this should be done. It's education, it's law enforcement, it's the right people handling that. But if it goes to a push, but your law. Mm. You bring the army to the situation. So so we are not doing any of those things. And 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 I also think one thing that I've learned from the police, and that's when in, in my work we're dealing with corruption and border posts. One of the things they should do, you rotate people, it works. People mm. who are in the in law enforcement, you rotate people. Mm. You can't keep the police in KZN who have been said they are involved into this mess, and you make them to go and resolve them. Rotate them, take the KZN police, throw them in the Northern Cape mm. where there's no war. You understand? And you take the ones from another province, you Limpopo, Houten, you take them to, to, to KZN. I'm just using them as an example. Mm -hmm. Rotate the police. You can't take the problem solvers uh, within the community that creates problems because they are contaminated, mm -hmm. they are involved, or they are also naturally affected as human beings about what is happening. They may have lost family members, they may be involved in these killings, mm -hmm. or, or may have lost some of friends and colleagues through these killings. It's a simple, basic move of bring fresh minds. Sure. You know, think outside the box, bring fresh minds. But how much of the killings are linked to access to projects and tenders and eating? When, when, when you look at, at the, the police report, you mm. will see that most of these killings, mm. one, I've noticed that it comes because of political differences and intolerances. Mm. When one part in Qatar is growing again in KZ, and that's one, that's the link. But I will not put a blind eye on the fact that these are linked to, to contracts and tenders mm. and money. Mm. And you will see, and this, actually you are very observant, mm. uh, one of the things I picked up is, uh, is that these killings happen at municipalities that they just change hands, mm. and there's big projects coming in those municipalities. I, I, you, you are absolutely correct. Mm. A municipality that has just changed hands. There were by-elections, then there's new administration, then there's projects going on, then the shooting and the killing starts. Mm. You can see it's all about money, it's all about power, it's all about contracts and tenders. Mm. So, I, I, I don't so how do we fix that? Again, again, 
if you put processes into place, mm -hmm. we know that people are killing each other for money. Mm -hmm. You stop this project. You suspend. Anyway, the government has said they're suspending spending of government. Mm. We know that it's going to affect service delivery, but it's already affecting service delivery when those who are supposed to do jobs are being killed or are afraid to can perform their duties. Mm. It's already affecting service delivery. Mm. And, and you know, at some stage when you are in a battlefield, and, and now I'm not talking like a political analyst, I'm talking like a soldier. You must take a step back and assess the situation. Hold your horses, mm -hmm. assess the situation, come with a strategy and a plan. Even if you had a plan initially, your plan is not working. It's being disturbed by political intolerances and assassinations. Mm -hmm. You hold back, you put a hold on all these tenders and these processes. And, and, and you analyze the situation, you check what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, look, Maybe the government should give me a job to can gather a number of people to go, and I will resolve the, the, the case at any by remote. I will not go there. I'm brave, but I will not want to play in that battlefield. Mm -hmm. uh, but really, I think it needs a national interest. Sure. Uh, not only the police, everybody, mm -hmm. including Cocta, because this is not just a police issue. Mm -hmm. You know, the Treasury, COCTA, it needs a very serious intelligence on the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, this is where our national intelligence, the domestic lake of our national intelligence, uh, 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 must come in and have people, field marshals, mm -hmm. who will be able to identify potential targets and potential assassins. That's how you do this whole thing. Sure. But it's clear that the government has not been doing that. We did not use our uh, uh, domestic lake or, or branch of intelligence to can deal with the situation in, in, in KZN. One of, one of my friends who's a, who's a high-ranking journalist who has been following this story for many years and has written a lot about it, he says, uh-uh, Butang, intelligence has done its job. The problem is the intelligence report goes to the people who are corrupt, mm. who have been there, who are actually mentioned in some of these skirmishes. And that's where the problem is. You, you are a police brigadier in a region. Mm. You are being mentioned to say you are involved or you are related to the assassins. And when a report comes mentioning you, they still keep you there. Mm. I don't say they should suspend people illegally. No, 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 no. But they should move you mm. because your your name is being mentioned or contaminated. So I think those are some. But I don't know whether politicians don't have the guts to can take bold political decisions. Uh, but again, uh, police officers are not supposed to be friends with politicians. And that's where the problem is, mm. that polo, po, 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 political office bearers are friends with police because of the benefits, because of the security, because of, of, of covering their corrupt acts. You understand? So they contaminate everybody. Everybody gets contaminated into this whole corruption process of the country. But basically, uh, it's corruption that's destroying this country. It's nothing else. It's not to say we hate each other. We love each other. So it is corruption that has become the root evil of us hating each other and destroying each other. And it's, it's the, that's the cause of the problem. And I think on that note, uh, you can drop the mic. <laughs> and, I wish uh, it, uh, uh, the producers will find from this to if I drop this mic, but thank you very much, Fresh. Busang, thank you as always uh, for your insight, uh, for your analysis. And uh, we do it again in a week. Ah, thanks, yes, my sir. brother. Where do we find you on social media? First, let me let me apologize for my voice today. Mm. If if I don't sound as good as I always be, I'm I'm not well, guys. I nearly I nearly dropped the mic before I came to the to the studio, but also for the you know technical hiccup we had last week, mm. we got a lot of lashing and complaints, and people say it was a show with most important information, and we dropped the ball. But it happens. We are all human beings. Mm. This happens. But on social media, I'm still at Botsang M at G 
gmail.com or 082-485-9100 to order the books or to make bookings for public speaking. And then on social media handles, it's at Botsang M for all social media handles. Thank you very much, Fresh. And on that note, uh, Botsang is about to leave the building. We're coming to you live from Amp Studios, uh, downtown Johannesburg. Shout out to the Africa Podcast Network for uh, creating a home for a whole bunch of us. Pezulu Works, uh, your incredible cinematography. Shout out to Trevor and the crew. Um, all of our imaging, courtesy of artist The Flow Fraser and our guest Bozang Muilwa, creative director Kuvesh Mohan, and show producer Kelezo Mudisa King. Email us at waw at africapodcastnetwork.com. Until next week, have a great week in spite of yourselves.